News Talk 1110 wbt Pete Callender here. You can email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. That's actually where I got this email from Jay, who says, Pete, the DMV in West Jefferson, North Carolina, was available for a walk-in for my real ID and veteran driver's license when my daughter went up for her 21st birthday renewal. On a related note, don't ever let your concealed carry expire. It took nine months to get mine from the Mecklenburg Sheriff. Have a great weekend. Exactly, Jay. That is that is what has been my driving focus in, in, in getting the driver's license updated is because like, I know the clock is running on the uh, concealed carry. Now that I have it, now I can do the concealed carry update. And that's why when they said, oh, you, yeah, you can get it in April. Go in for an appointment in April. Like, no, that's not going to work. Too late. So, uh, but that's a good to know. West Jefferson, North Carolina. So you can go to that one. All right. So Congressman Madison Cawthorn, uh, who is now going to have a primary battle on his hands because uh, he, remember, announced he was going to run for the 14th district, which is the one that would have incorporated part of Mecklenburg County and the area uh, to our west, you know, Gaston and Cleveland County, the, the district that people thought was drawn for Tim Moore, Cawthorn says he was going to go run in that one, and then that prompted all of these other people to file to run in his uh, uh, home district. But then the courts threw the maps out, made their own maps, and now Cawthorn would not probably win in the 14th because it's uh, it's more of a toss-up. And so he um, has gone back to the 11th district, but now he's got all these primary opponents, like, for example, uh, Michelle Woodhouse, who was quoted uh, in WRAL's story as uh, saying that Zelensky, the head of the Ukraine, uh, is a hero. And she called Cawthorn's comments out of touch and boorish. Republican U.S. Senator Tom Tillis also weighed in, saying on the Twitter uh, that the notion that Zelensky is a thug or the Ukrainian government is evil is part of the deranged propaganda that the Russian government has been spreading across the world. Thankfully, the vast majority of Americans and nearly every single member of Congress are united in support of Ukraine's fight for freedom. Um, this is why I say I don't know what all to believe. Um, I did have a, a listener, uh, one of the patrons uh, last night, actually, on the live stream said to me that, uh, oh, I have a friend, my best friend is from Russia. His family is in Ukraine, and that's how he gets his information about what's really going on, which is really helpful. Because you trust those sources. That's what this comes down to. What sources do you trust? All right, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. Let's go to Mary. Welcome to the program. Hello, Mary. How are you? Uh, fine, Pete. Uh, I wanted to say that Tucker Carlson said the same thing at first when he came on with this. All this news broke at first. And then he backed off of it because basically Ukraine is, a lot of the people in Ukraine are corrupt. But basically Russia, inter, uh, Russia, uh, went into their country, and that's that's the that's the main problem that we right. have to focus on. And the real thug is Putin. And I did hear something else this morning that, that a lot of the people in Russia, the top people, echelon, they agree with Putin uh, that 
they want to take over Ukraine because that was part of, they believe that was part of their country, it was their religion, their Russian Orthodox. Yeah. And that's what they really want to do, and they're not going to give up. They're going to seriously go in there, and they say they didn't want to destroy the city. They wanted to keep it intact, but now they say they'll even destroy everything if they have to, because they want to take it over. They believe that's their country. Right, and, and so there, yeah, because there's the religious component to this I've seen uh, discussed as well, and it's just... Of all the things, like I, I do, I do not have the time to go diving into all of that kind of history. I have, you know, I don't have the staff that Tucker Carlson has and that sort of thing. Um, but, but, but look, I, 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 I can uh, hold both of those opinions, right? Like I, I can believe, just like you just articulated, right? Like right. there are uh, people on—I don't want to say good people on both sides, but there are bad people on both sides, and. You can believe both of those things without going so far as I think Cawthorn went, ta- trying to tie woke ideologies into this and evil. Like I don't know if that I don't know if that's the clearest message he he could have delivered. Well, I kind of think that was the beginning, just like Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, I really like Tucker. I think he's really smart. Yeah. But I think all he saw was corruption, but he didn't really see the whole picture. Then when he saw it, he backed away. And I think uh, Madison Cawthorn is, what I like about Madison, I don't know that much about him, but he has the guts to come out and tell the truth. And he'll stand up for anything. How many people in this in the, in the Congress will stand up for anything? They won't. They back away. And that's what I like about uh, Madison. He oh, yeah. will stand up and fight for everybody. And he will, even if he's wrong, he'll, you know, he'll retract it. But, but a lot of people don't have the courage that he has, and we need people with courage in Congress. Yeah, he is definitely a fighter. Uh, sometimes I, I disagree with the particular fights that he picks. Well, <laughs> but, he's young. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's a very important point, I think, that he is 26 years old. Exactly. And, and this is actually goes into the next story. I appreciate the call, Mary. It goes into the next story I've got about him and his, his problems driving on the roadways. That yeah, he's he apparently does not have a driver's license. It got revoked, and for failure to pay for other speeding tickets or whatever, and he got busted again now. So it's the second time. All right, so I'm going to get to that. He did. I will say he did come out with uh, uh, sort of clean up on you know Isle Ukraine yesterday. He did an event in Rutherford County, I believe, and he addressed the Ukraine situation and he explained in depth a little bit longer so i'll play this clip here defend a democracy in eastern europe we have to realize that there is the ukrainian government is so well known for corruption uh there, there's only it's one of the major sex trafficking hubs of the entire world not the, the, the that that area the ukrainian people are wonderful people uh there's a lot of really great people and those who are patriotically fighting for their freedom i commend them they're doing great um but this is not a country that, you know, I, I feel like is the shining beacon of what really truly is the standard of a, a, a good and clean and uh, transparent government. And so there, there was a lot of corruption that's been there. You know, in 2014, there was basically a regime change that happened. Uh, you know, there's, there's just a lot of questions and questionable issues going on there. Uh, I do plan on releasing in detail in a few weeks just kind of some some ideas and some thoughts that I have on that. But I want to make sure that we have every single fact completely dialed down for that. But I will just tell you, honestly, both governments in both Russia and in Ukraine are incredibly corrupt and very vile. Um, the Ukrainian people are wonderful people. I, I don't want there to be war over there at all. Um, but I do not believe that we should be sending our troops, our sons and daughters to go die 
for another country. Because, I mean, we've been at war for basically my entire life in the Middle East. And we saw exactly what happened when we tried to withdraw from Afghanistan. And we spent, you know, trillions of dollars and 20 years in blood and so many lives lost and so many veterans. People, they're not dealing with Agent Orange, my friend, but they're, they're you know, people who are, I, I, I get to go um, in Washington, D.C., I get to go to Walter Reed. And I see so many of our wounded veterans that are up there. And it just breaks my heart, you know, people who needlessly died just to fight in Afghanistan to replace the Taliban with the Taliban with better equipment. Right. So that is a larger context argument, more complex argument that he is now making and made yesterday. Was that part of the original audio that got selectively edited out? My bet would be yes. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. All righty, so Congressman Madison Cawthorn, according to the Asheville Citizen Times newspaper, has been charged with driving with a revoked license. That is a misdemeanor. It carries a jail sentence of up to 20 days, although nobody really ever gets that. 26-year-old congressman was pulled over March 3rd in Cleveland County by the Highway Patrol. Along with the misdemeanor, Cawthorn is facing two pending citations for speeding in different counties. Buncombe and Polk. He's 26, and I believe, if memory serves, he got a muscle car. Um, and I think he tweeted out a picture of it or something like a, a big black muscle car. It's got tinted windows and I'm assuming, well, no, there's also a 2019 Toyota truck. That's the one he got pulled over in Cleveland County driving. Um, but the other one was a 2009 Dodge passenger vehicle. So he's run up a bunch of, uh, citations, but the problem here is that he doesn't have a driver's license. It's been revoked. And this is not the first time he has been caught driving without a license, which does make me wonder, like, if we got voter ID instituted in this state, then maybe this would cease to be a problem. Because he would have to have it to vote. Um, The uh, Cleveland County stop happened around Shelby, and uh, the trooper that pulled him over, Tyler Gant, saw a 2019 Toyota truck cross the center line on U.S. 74B and pulled it over at about 10.26 a.m. The driver was identified as David Madison Cawthorn, 26 years old, of Hendersonville. During the course of the investigation, it was determined that the driver's license was in a state of revocation, and he was subsequently charged with driving while license revoked. In the citation, The trooper noted that the weather was clear, traffic was light, and Cawthorn was very polite and cooperative. So this is, as I mentioned, just the latest. The first of the traffic stops uh, that he has had recently was for speeding. Back on October 18th, he was on I-40 near Swannanoa in Buncombe County. And uh, that's before you go up the twisty part, you know, and cross the Continental Divide. So he was in Swannanoa. He was doing 89 in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. And, which, look, 
that part goes to 65, but you're just coming off of the other part that's 70, which means, you know, 78, but still 89 in a 65 zone. That's, that's a lot. That's 25. Like anything over 15 miles an hour over the limit, I think is like, you got to go to court, I think, right? You can't just like pay one of the, you can't just write a check and get a point or something on the license. You actually have to go and defend yourself. So uh, in Polk, a trooper stopped Cawthorn on January 8th. This was also on US 74. After saying he clocked Cawthorn driving 87 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour zone. Both of those cases, the the two speeding cases, he was driving the Dodge, which I think Dodge Charger or Challenger, one of those, I think, if memory serves correctly. They don't identify the type of vehicle. So those are the speeding tickets that he got. I'm not sure if that's what prompted the license revocation, but he has court dates uh, coming up. He's got like two in May and another one in April. And he has been charged before with driving after having his license taken away. Before he was a member of the House, back in 2017, he had a charge of driving while license revoked, but it was dismissed. I'm not sure. Well, look, I get it. The guy's 26 years old. I was a 26-year-old. I had a Pontiac Grand Am, but I wasn't a member of Congress, so I was you know, not making as much <laughs> in that line of work as I was in as a member of Congress makes. So I get it. You have the uh, you, you have the, the sports car, and I got a speeding ticket. I was coming back from the beach, and I got pulled over by an undercover uh, or uh, unmarked uh, trooper, and he was coming the other direction, and he kept telling me to slow that hot rod down is what he kept saying. It's a Pontiac Grand Am. It's like an 86, or no, 96 Grand Am. Uh, but it was fast. It was a V6. It could move, and it was a lot of fun. But uh, I suspect that's what's going on here. But for the license deal, I don't know why he's driving himself around anyway. As a member of Congress, you got staffers and aides. Like, why not have one of those people drive your car so it frees you up? And that's usually the case. Like, a lot of times I'll be doing interviews with politicians and they've got somebody else driving. So this way they can focus on doing media interviews and, you know, making phone calls for donors and such. I mean, that's, you know, getting constituent services settled for people. It frees them up to work a lot more while they're going back and forth between all of these different stops. But what do I know? Just a radio host. Um, up next, Patrick Cannon. He's done some media interviews. So we'll take a listen to what he has to say for himself as he uh, attempts to win back a seat on the Charlotte City Council after being missing due to some things that happened to him whilst taking bribes as mayor. That's up next. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Couple tweets from Monica about the Madison Cawthorn story. She said, He thinks he's all that. <laughs> and 
she puts this in quotes, boys will be boys with an anger face. I guess uh, you thought that I was making the argument that boys will be boys. I'm just saying I was a young man in my 20s, and that's when I got, I've had three speeding tickets in my life. I haven't had one in, I don't know, a decade, over a decade now. But, yeah, I had three speeding tickets all between the ages of, like, 22 and 32, I want to say. So, yeah, having a really fast vehicle did not help. (laughs) Although one of the speeding tickets was in a Honda Accord, so that was the first one I ever got. Oh, and actually one of them was in a little old Plymouth Horizon. That was down in Charleston. The guy pulled me and another car over at the same time. Um, Yeah, so, uh, look, I'm just saying, I am guilty as well, so I'm not casting stones and pretending that I... Uh, am innocent of these very same things. Now, I will say I've not driven on a revoked license. I've not, I've not done that, nor have I done that twice. Just go get your license, dude. Um, all right, Patrick Cannon, former Charlotte City Council member, then became mayor, then was immediately arrested on bribery charges in 2014, accused of accepting more than 50000 Dollars in bribes. He was given a 44-month sentence. I think he served half of it. He, uh, he's he been out for several years. Cannon is one of six candidates seeking an at-large seat in the Democrat primary. The top four candidates will move on to the general election, or as I call them, the top votainers. Yes, votainer. Top votainers. Top four, votainers. I'm going to make that word stick. We're going to get this word into the dictionary at some point. It's going to happen. Alrighty. So when candidate filing closed that day, last Friday, Cannon arrived early before the offices opened. He parked off to the side. And if you want to believe some of the media accounts, he kind of snuck in. (laughs) He tried to, I think it was obvious he was trying to dodge the media in doing that. Generally speaking, if you're a candidate for office, you do not try to avoid publicity. You don't try to, I mean, even, well, bad publicity, you try to avoid, which is, I think, why he filed the way he did, right? Because generally speaking, if you are running for office, you want more attention and you can get more attention by standing in front of some TV cameras and radio microphones and talking about your candidacy. Unless, of course, there's some scandal of some kind that you don't want to address, in which case then you try to dodge the media while having to do the necessary thing, which is to file for re-election. I told this story, uh, I think, before um, Kay Hagan. Remember the late Kay Hagan when she was running for re-election to the U.S. Senate seat that she eventually lost to Tom Tillis, the scandal that started plaguing her was that she had skipped out on these intel briefings about ISIS. And at this point, ISIS had started taking over much of Iraq. And there was, you know, these terrible videos that were coming out. They were burning people alive and chopping heads off and stuff. And... It was seen as, and the Tillis campaign made it appear obvious, that 
what she had engaged in was sort of dereliction, right? She was not going to these briefings as she was supposed to have been doing. I know it's not nearly as bad as standing in front of a barbecue that's not lit, proclaiming that you love barbecue in North Carolina. Standing in front of a grill, hold, you know, that's not on with hot dog buns and extolling the supremacy of North Carolina pulled pork barbecue. Like, no, you that's not what you use to make barbecue, Cal Cunningham. And then, of course, there was the whole cheating scandal, which anyway, um, Kay Hagan had to go down and file for re-election in Wake County. And so the media staked it out. And when she showed up, she tried to do this thing where she makes a, a, a speech in front of the press and she says, hey, I'm filing for re-election, continue the great work, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately exits and tries to get in her vehicle so She's being chased through the parking lot by the media on some sort of reasonable resemblance to a perp walk. Just terrible optics. And at the time I said, I'm not sure it could have gone any worse unless she had like lit a baby bunny rabbit on fire and stomped it out. Like, I don't know how else you make that look worse. Until Patrick Cannon... (laughs) Until Cannon showed up. My God. Sneaking off through the bushes, running in the back door, whatever. He went in the front door, I'm sure. But no announcement, none of that. Tried to do it all on the down low. And now he's doing the media rounds. Full disclosure, he works at a radio station that is a sister station for us. I have had no communications with Patrick Cannon. However, he sat down for long-form chats with WSOC-TV, as well as our uh, TV news partner, Queen City News, as well, QCnews.com. So I've got some audio clips. from this. The first couple here, this is going to be from WSOC. The only way to determine what I'm saying is accurate and or true in terms of trusting me is being able to give me a chance. Uh, no, actually, that's not the only way. I can simply just refuse to trust you. That's one of the options available to me. I don't have to, I don't have to give you a second chance, especially in elected office. But that's the pitch that he is now making. Give me a second chance so I can prove to you that I will not take any more bribes. And he has an idea for how uh, he's going to make sure that that that, that happens or, or it doesn't happen, that the bribing doesn't happen anymore. He has a he has an idea. Wait till you hear it. <laughs> News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110. Those are the phone numbers. The email is Pete. At the Pete Callender Show. Remember, get the podcast. It's totally free. Comes right to your smartphone or tablet. And then you'll never miss a single hour or episode because they turn into episodes as podcasts. So you get three a day. Stripped out of the commercials. So it's uh, it's just pure distilled Pete. All right. Why is Patrick Cannon running for the Charlotte City Council? He has asked this in a number of different ways. 
uh, by a number of different reporters. This was from WSOC TV's Joe Bruno's report. I'm re-engaging largely in part because I love my city. I'm a native Charlottean and I've served half my life in public office uh, doing what I think should be the right thing to do for the citizens that reside here. It's also important to me to, to know and, as I said almost a decade ago, to make sure people understand that I'm asking for their forgiveness for my transgressions. It's one thing to ask for forgiveness. It's another thing to ask for a second chance. Why should voters give you a second chance? Being able to make sure that uh, I'm representing myself in a way that I'm more conscious about what's going on with me, knowing what I will and will not do, mm. that's one, one reason, right? Uh, the second is just making sure that uh, going forward, if I'm in a meeting with someone, I'm not in that meeting alone. I have some insurance with me, be it a staffer or someone else, but I don't you know, look to have a meeting with anyone in a silo. All right, so no silo meetings. I'm not sure how many silos exist in Charlotte, but he has strictly ruled out meeting in any silo. I'm not sure about outside of a silo, maybe on just like a general farm property or something, maybe, but no silos. No, what is he saying? He's saying this is the Billy Graham rule, right? Billy Graham would never meet alone with a woman, so there would never be any... Uh, accusations or doubts about anything about him of an Andrew Cuomo-esque nature, let's say. So that's what he's saying. He, that Cannon will never be alone. He's going to have somebody with him at all times for all meetings and phone calls, I guess. This is the, What was that movie with uh, Harry Potter's girlfriend and uh, Tom Hanks? The Circle where she lives her life online videoing everything live streaming everything that is that what we get is that what we're getting here as with all forgiveness someone must pay the price that's not to say canon didn't pay a price he did he went to prison he 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 was disgraced but forgiveness requires somebody to take on a to take on the cost of the forgiving and while he was punished That's not the forgiveness cost. He's asking the public now to bear the cost because he wants to be back in office. That's what this is about. I mean, I understand you love your city. You know what? A lot of people love their city. I love this city. I can love this city and not be an elected representative because I took bribes, right? Like I cannot be in an elective office and that's me bearing the cost for the forgiveness Something I would really like to do, but I can't do it anymore because I broke that faith. What he is asking the voters to do now is to take on that cost ourselves. He wants us to bear that cost because that what that cost is, is to put him back in there and never really know whether he's still taking bribes. Or, even if he doesn't take bribes, Charlotte gets a reputation as the city that elected the bribery guy the bribe mayor, that we put him back in office. That's the cost. And Democrat voters, you better be really clear about the kind of reputation you want for this city. And maybe you think, oh, it's a brilliant story of second chances. I would submit, I would submit 
that you would require a galactic level of hubris to think that you alone are the best person to come in even after you went to prison for bribery. That you alone can offer the city the leadership and guidance it requires at this moment. I would also submit that some of the answers to his questions where he talks about things that happened to him, that's not exactly comforting from a ownership standpoint, you know? Michael, welcome to the program. How are you? What's up? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah, I just want I just want to talk about uh, you know, this is all great and um about uh, you're talking about this guy. Uh I don't think he did, even deserves airtime, but I'm a lifetime Republican, have never cast a vote for a Democrat in my life, but if we don't uh, in November, count the vote, and the vote should only count on that day. And if we don't go back to paper ballots, uh, you know, until we have we're not going back every vote because if we can take and put a serial number on the dollar bill, we surely can put a serial number on every vote. They and do. They already do that. They're more, the the ballots have codes on them. But if we don't, like I called this when Trump was in office, and I I listened to Sirius uh, Radio and Mark Levine, and all the lawyers were changing the laws. I've seen this coming. I mean, there's no possible way that Democrats won the election. But the thing is, is unless we count the vote and they do it again, then, uh, you know, we really need to concentrate on that because... You know, it's a sad day. So, all right, I'm a so twenty-year Navy veteran, and I live in Charlotte. But uh, are you, have you volunteered to be an elections worker? No, I have not. No, you you should consider doing that. They'll train you, uh, and you you actually get some money too. So, uh, it, 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 there are different positions. You can be a poll watcher I'm for the about running for office because I have encouraged your commitment. And the thing is, is I don't, I don't even be one term. No, no, all right. Well, I'm not interested in I'm not interested in a, in a potential campaign. Did you file for run uh, to file for an office? Are you are you running for office right now? No. All right. So you don't have a campaign. You're not up for any election. So what you can do right now is do the thing that you said you were interested in, which is to make sure that you count the vote. You get to do that. So you can go down and you can either volunteer with the uh, Republican Party as an observer and watch the polls. Uh, you can uh, uh, go and uh, offer your services to the mm-hmm. Board of Elections itself and help on Election Day be at an election uh, polling place and help administer that to make sure that it runs smoothly. Yeah, I understand that. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking my call yeah. because I've because uh, I've written Trump and he, I got a standard form letter, uh, Grindrich. I've written my congressmen's and senators. Yeah, we're not going back to we're not going back to everybody votes only on election day. That's not happening. Well, I, I, I just, I, that's just not going to happen. There's not enough support. Everybody enjoys virtually everybody enjoys mm-hmm. the ability to vote over the early voting period or to be able to mail an absentee without excuse. People enjoy those options. Republicans do as well. So that's not going to change. Uh, as for everybody going back to paper ballots. Uh, I don't know. You can stuff those ballot boxes, too. So uh, it's just 
you got to have election integrity. I agree. But it takes people like you, Michael, to go and volunteer their time and their talent to helping administer the elections. All right. News is next.